Uh, I finally watched Kibikichi. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It is a very somber movie. This is the werewolf, the samurai, Japanese yeah. werewolf samurai movie. Yeah, I got it in part two. They finally showed up, and I watched the first one. Um, But because it's a live-action Japanese movie, I have to have the subtitles and not the dubbing, to the dubbing drives me insane because it doesn't match the lips. Do you think that there's ever been dubbing where people are like, yeah, this is good? Because I've never experienced... Um, animated things, yes, but live-action, not so much. Okay, of live-action. No, there's like a bunch of Netflix shows that Netflix ports over from other languages... And, like, without fail, the, the people are like, oh, the dubbing is terrible. It's like, has, is it terrible by the standards of, like, not having to watch dubbing and instead you're actually watching the people say the thing in your own native language? Or is it terrible by the standards of other dubbing? Uh, dubbing, again, in li- at least in live action, tends to have lower quality voice actors because you aren't really starring or performing that role. You're just redoing and a big trouble is trying to match the rhythm of the sentence to fill the scene. Yeah, that that's... doesn't always work language to language. Right. Yeah. But the, what I'm saying is, like, I've seen some old Godzilla movies with mm-hmm. some dubbing in them. And then I watched Dark. This is why the I watched the version, <laughs> the version. And, like, the dubbed version of Dark, I understand, like, it's a little grating. Okay. Maybe I'd rather watch the subtitles sometimes. But I understand why Netflix put the dub out. Mm-hmm. And considering the difficulties of that particular process, I didn't think it was as awful as some other people who just came on and were like, the dub sucks. Never do the dub. It's like, uh, there are some hardcore dub versus sub people and they act like the dub is heresy, especially in the anime community. It's really annoying. It's just for me, live action, I get distracted by their lips now matching. Yeah. That's, so yeah. just my particular quirk, I have to watch the sub. But if you're watching, well, that the takes sub, a lot of not watching their lips anymore. Anyway. No, I, I've I've watched enough Godzilla movies to where that's not a problem anymore. Okay, it's just I have to be paying attention to what they're doing and what they're reading, and I don't always have the mental energy for that. That's fair. Uh, so what are we starting off? Oh, we, we I wanted to get a little book report on Kibikichi, okay. the book. After getting to write the novelization and then okay. come back and tell us how the novelization of Kibikichi, the Japanese live action movie, was. So. When we were doing the thing, it wasn't really clear. It sounded like he found out about the slavery and everything, and then he destroyed the town. Right. What is the town is a safe haven for yokai, which are spirits, Japanese spirits and stuff, which he is. Okay. From humans, they're kind of working with the humans, and he's just like, they're going to they're gonna betray you and kill you all. Like, that's what they did to my town. Like, you're all going to die. <laughs> it's like, it's cool that you're trying, but you're all going to die. He says this like three times throughout the movie. Right. And the humans show up with guns and start shooting up the place. <laughs> Oh, interesting. So and then he... Uh, he samurai go- versus gun people. Yeah, and then he goes berserk and starts knifing people down, trying to get to the leadership of the town to get them safe safety. They get killed, and then he goes full wolfman and just destroys everybody. So he's already been in a situation where he was, like, cast out from a safe place. Yeah, because it shows flashbacks to his town, which is implied to be a town of, like, werewolf yokai. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it shows, like, humans showing up and wiping out their town. And there's a human... Fr- or a... Uh, Another yokai from his town who's just like, this is your fault. And they fight real quick. And it's the girl from the second movie. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, just crazy. So it's like a guy who had a family, watched his family get brutally killed. He's not Batman. Got another family. <laughs> not really a ba- not really a family because he shows up. He's just trying to wonder. He shows up at the town just to get some drink. All right. And they just want him to stay because they want visitors to help their economy go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, the hardware store's having a real tough time. If you could stick around and get a shovel and start a garden, that'd be great. Well, they have this gambling hall, and that's where their money comes from, is gambling. And okay. the dice are yokai, so they use that to control how the money goes. Uh. <laughs> and like he notices that like talking to the uh, the dice dealer, and she goes, yeah, let maybe two people a day get money back, so that way it doesn't sound like we're just stealing from people. Fair enough. And then really bad people they feed to the, these evil skeleton things. Was it good? Did you, other than it being kind of a downer, like... It was kind of a downer, and it was surprisingly slow for the concept of werewolf samurai. Right. Um, I don't know how the second one's gone yet, because I haven't watched that one. Visually speaking, more. like cinematography, are we talking competent or sort of hacky? Pretty good. Um, some uh, <laughs> interesting makeup trying to recreate the yokai, which are super bizarre. Like, there's one lady who has just a face on the back of her head with a long tongue sticking out forever. Okay. And one dude with a, be- with a face on his belly. And, like, this weird little mole kid running around a little bit. Interesting. So no CG, or no. at least not in that part of it. No, it's mostly practical, which Japan tends to stick towards. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's not what this podcast is about, <laughs> though, apparently. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. No, I'm really... And I'm Albert. Brantley has some movies for us this week. Brantley, take us away. All right. We're going to be working on the Paul Nashi series of werewolf movies where he played Waldemir Daninsky. Okay. So Paul Nashi is an actor. He is an actor. Okay. Um, he has the title of person who's played the a werewolf the most, beating Alon Chaney because he has played them in 12 movies. Wow. One of which we've already covered. What was that? Uh, that was Assignment Terror. I don't even remember that. That was in episode 38. Oh, okay. I'm just going to look that up. Count oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The carnies and everything. I remember some of this. And you the whole movie boo-pooing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. This is a Spanish world film series, and it's technically 12 movies. We covered one, and there was one lost film that he claims was made, and nobody can find any evidence to it that it exists. That but must he... have been a great era of cinema where, like... <laughs> I mean, there are lost films, right? But <laughs> just like I made a movie playing a character I've played before, just we lost. It. I don't know. <laughs> could, I bet I could believe that could happen, yeah. right? Like he's like he's just showing up to set like every day. Like, okay, we got another one of these. You know, it's like Robert Downey Jr. is probably like, wait a minute, we we shot a didn't we shoot a whole Hulk movie, like a, a one with Mark. No, we did. Don't don't gaslight me, <laughs> Kevin Feige. <laughs> like I I could totally see I that happening. That Robert Downey Jr. is on the set of every Avengers movie. <laughs> well, no, that, that would lead lend credence to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe he was just there for the cameo because everybody loves Iron Man, so he's in it for two scenes. And they sh- like in this sort of imaginary world I'm projecting, they they did <laughs> shoot those two scenes while they had him, and then like. You know, things didn't work out for the rights with Universal, so they, they just didn't tell anybody. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah. The first movie we have is Frankenstein's Bloody Terror. All right. From 1968. That is a great title. It's a pretty good title. <laughs> so you've got Frankenstein, which starts you right off. And then, like, it's bloody. Frankenstein's bloody something. All right. And then Terror? Yeah. The, there's just, they're all, they're hitting on all eight <laughs> cylinders right there. All right. 
saw a drunken gypsy couple spending the night in the abandoned Wolfstein Castle. Not Wolfenstein. Wolfstein. <laughs> Very I different. Mean, these guys would have predated Wolfenstein anyway, right? This I is... did stumble a little bit because my brain automatically wanted to say Wolfenstein. Okay. But it's Wolfstein. What, uh, what year did these come out? This one is in 1968. Okay, so definitely before They started like kind of like knocking them out and they kind of slowed down as it went on. All right. Anyways, the drunken gypsy castle uh, spent night in the abandoned castle. Accidentally resurrect the wolf, the werewolf Imre Wolfstein. I'm gonna mispronounce his name. When they remove the silver cross from his corpse. I was gonna say, I wonder, like, you setting this sort of in modern-ish day. I'm imagining. Well, I mean, it says that they're drunk, right? Mm-hmm. And they're a couple, so there's probably some fooling around going on. I was trying to imagine the sequence of events that occurred during that, where they accidentally resurrected a werewolf. I mean, but... they're in an abandoned castle, and they find just, like, a body that's overcrossed. like, oh, we can't sell this. And then werewolf, oh no. Surprise. Yep. Once alive, he not only kills the gypsy couple, but also wreaks havoc on the nearby village. The villagers attribute the attack to ordinary wolves, and in response, form a hunting party to kill off the animals. I like this. So these guys aren't like superstitious, but they are proactive. It's like, yeah, it's a, wolf, a bunch of wolves. We got to get rid of them because they're killing people. Let's do this. While on the hunt, Count Waldemar Daninsky is attacked by Wolfstein and is afflicted with lycanthropy. After killing innocent victims in the midst of his transformation, he seeks help from a specialist, Dr. Janos de Mikhailov, and his wife, who turns out to be two vampires. Wow, this guy's luck. <laughs> Who then prey on both Janice and Rudolph. Are you guys related, bro? Waldemar's friends. <laughs> yeah, he's having a bad time. <laughs> so he... Okay, I'm, I'm going to try to follow these tra- chain of events. Gypsy couple accidentally resurrects werewolf. Mm-hmm. Werewolf bites and kills gypsy couple. They're gone. Werewolf goes and wreaks havoc on a small town. They're like, bad wolf, we go get. Good guy from the movie now. Is this Daninsky. our main dude, Paul? Yeah, Count Daninsky. There was no Paul. Oh, I thought you said the actor's name was Paul. Oh, uh, yeah. That actually, yes. Okay. So Paul goes out. He's like, I will rescue you. And then he gets bit. He gets bit and apparently kills Wolfstein. Because then, you know, he goes and finds those two people trying to be vampires. Right. That's the weird. So that's like, you've all, you've got a good setup for your Wolfman ripoff, right? You've got a little bit of a twist at the beginning, but you still got your basic idea of Good man turns into something that kills people, can't live with himself, you know, maybe can't accept that he's this thing. But then, like, you go to the next step and you're like, and then he goes to the doctor for help. And the doctor turns out he was a vampire. And his wife, also, also a, a vampire. vampire. And they prey on Janice and Rudolph, who were the guy's friends. Why were they not doing this before? Like, what were they eating before they I mean, met just this probably dude? different people, and then this dude showed up, and he, his friend's probably helping him. He's like, okay, our friend is crazy, thinks he's a werewolf, can you help him? And it's like, vaunt the blood! <laughs> like, ah, this did not go how I expected. Also dying. Please stop. <laughs> the vampires revived the first werewolf, Wolfstein, from the dead, and forced the two werewolves to battle each other for their amusement, I guess? Yeah, that's, uh, or maybe they've got, like, a secret underground lab? Maybe. Where they do vampire-type experiments? Maybe that's where the Frankenstein part comes into this, because there is no Frankenstein in the movie. Yeah, that makes the most sense. I'm going to actually look this up and see if i got like a, a poster or whatever. Doninsky kills Wolfstein with his fangs and then destroys the two vampires, only to be killed in turn by a bullet fired by Janice, the woman who loved him most. Ah, I got that trope back. I love it. Doesn't I... say that she loved him... a lot? <laughs> 
just that she loved him most. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, though, right? The, yeah. A silver bullet fired by the person who loves you most? Uh, and when that was first introduced was in one of the later Wolfman movies, but it's fired by someone who loves you enough to understand. Okay. Whatever that really means. I'm, uh, I'm looking at the poster here, just taking a pause. They have a picture of Frankenstein on the front. I mean, they also have a picture of Frankenstein on a couple Godzilla movies in in Germany. So, yeah, there's Dracula, there's Frankenstein. I don't see no Wolfman in that movie. Yeah, there's a poster here that has Frankenstein terrorizing a woman and then Dracula in the background going like, yeah, get her. Give in to your last Do it. But it is for <laughs> it's it's filmed in super 70 millimeter chillo Rama, but it <laughs> is appropriate for the general population. Oh, cool. No one died. GP, I think is what that means. I think that's like rated G. Yeah, all ages admitted. <laughs> All right, what do we have next, Brilliant? Right, next, we have the second movie, The Lost Film, <laughs> directed in Paris, allegedly allegedly by René Govard. Are we allowed to review movies that may not exist? Ex- might not exist? We're just covering this just to have the thing. Next up, we have this... the movie The Navidson Tapes. <laughs> this is apparently a lost film today, but uh, Paul insisted that he wrote the screenplay and stayed in Paris for a week to star in the film. It's apparently never completed because no one, including Paul, has ever seen it. <laughs> so this could be like a Roger Corman thing. I mean, Roger Corman would shoot a movie in like two days. So some, if you, if I mean, you a do week something... is a really short turnaround, especially if he's doing like werewolf makeup. Yeah, I guess. Maybe right. he just slept in it. <laughs> he's. I mean, he played him twelve times. He's clearly really into the concept. Fair enough. All right. Movie three is Assignment Terror. Aliens run a circus, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so we don't actually have... So You're just listing them. You don't actually have a description for me. No, two. I'm just acknowledging that they exist. What Did it have a title? Uh, the Knights of the Wolfman. Okay. From 1968, same year as the first one. And then Assignment Terror is from 1970, two years later. Uh, my summation, Aliens run a circus and revive Dracula, Count Daninsky, and the Frankenstein monster. Werewolf fights everyone, wins, saves the world, and is shot dead by a woman that loves him. Yeah. <laughs> That's my brief summation of that. We already did that one. Check it out in episode 39. Yeah. All right. Next up, movie four, The Fury of the Wolfman from 1970. I am so sorry, by the way, that I didn't realize these were part of a, a series when I went, got that one. Um, I think I got that one. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, how dare you then? That's fair. <laughs> um, so The Fury of the Wolfman, this is a pretty standard title. Yeah, but this is where it starts getting fun. Okay. Okay. College professor Daninsky, because I can't pronounce the first names. So I'm just going to say Daninsky travels to Tibet and is bitten by a yeti, which causes him to become a wolfman. All right. (laughs) I can follow that logic a little bit. A little bit. I guess. It's a weird mystery creature, and uh, that does go back to Werewolf of London, one of, if not the first werewolf movie, where he was bitten by a wild boy in Tibet, and that's where he got his curse. All right. And this came out before that, though. No, that, that came out in, like, before Wolfman. Werewolf of London came out? Okay. Not an American Werewolf in London. Oh. Werewolf of London. All right. Okay. Very different movies. The first one, the Werewolf of London, is basically just Jekyll and Hyde. Okay. Only with wolfy bits. Uh, anyways, he gets a bit by a werewolf, or by a yeti. He is accidentally killed while trying to escape after murdering his cheating wife and her lover, but he is later revived by a female scientist, Dr. Elona Elman, who uses him in her mind control experiments. 
Man, these like wolf. They people were not can't afraid. From like evil, mad, magic <laughs> scientist people and aliens. That one time. Yeah, I, did like they not... run experiments on them though when they were the aliens? I mean, the aliens woke them up to scare people to take over the world. Right. And that was a wax uh, figure, so not really him, but just a wax figure of him. Kind of. Okay. It's a cool poster. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry, so so she's using mind control on him. Mm-hmm. After he killed his wife and her lover. I mean, I can't... Also, I it can't says murder, not like him. attacked. So that's like he got turned to a werewolf and then found that it went crazy. <laughs> and then was also a werewolf. I'm looking at this poster that looks a little bit more original, and like it looks like that the lady scientist is just hitting him with a whip. <laughs> it's like he kills his wife, and then he gets every bit of comeuppance he could possibly deserve. Fair enough. Daninsky later discovers her underground asylum populated by the bizarre subjects of her failed experiments. Of mind control, but okay. The crazed scientist revives Daninsky's murdered ex-wife, who also becomes a <laughs> werewolf. From being fatally bitten by Daninsky and forces the two werewolves to fight. Again. <laughs> <laughs> they really, they had a thing and they were going for it. I do, I, I gotta say, the following the logic of that is actually, like, it makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. You bring this person back from the dead. You're a mad scientist and or a vampire that can do that. Doesn't say this one's a vampire. Well. Not ruling it out. <laughs> She can bring people back from the dead. So you, she comes so back, she's but then rules of, like, wolf people, she has been bitten because that's how she died. Mm -hmm. So she's a wolf man. I actually really dig that. Yeah. Denensky kills his wife yet again and is in turn shot to death by the doctor's assistant, a woman who loves him enough to end his torment. Have you noticed the theme? I, I've noticed that this is the same movie as the first <laughs> one is what I've noticed. And also, like, this dude gets somebody to love him? He's very attractive. He's a wolf man most of the time. Have you heard of the furry fandom? Uh, okay, fair point. <laughs> I'm looking at this also, guy it's in the 70s. Nobody makeup. was shaving back then. I doesn't. He doesn't seem particularly attractive to me. No, in the makeup, and he's not even as fur long as he really just looks like a really hairy dude. Yeah, he kind of does. He looks yeah. like the dog boy from uh, P, uh, what the Greatest Showman. Mm -hmm. All right, up next, movie five, sort of. The Werewolf versus the Vampire Woman from 1970. Again, they were churning these out for a little bit. Following the events of In the Fury of the Wolfman. Yes, and also the events of the first movie with uh, Bloody Frankenstein's corpse. Franken's Bloody Terror, but yes. That one. <laughs> the deceased lycanthrope Daninsky is revived to life when the two doctors surgically remove two silver bullets from his heart while performing an autopsy on him. This guy's got more lives than Jason. <laughs> yeah, but at least he has consistent logic most of the time, half how he comes back. Jason's just like, and now he's back. Because lightning this time. Right. Well, the lightning was the best one, but... Or a psychic girl got mad at her dead dad and brought Jason back. So if you get Whoops. shot with the silver bullet by somebody who loves you, but it's a through and through... <laughs> you just kind of collapse and then wake back up. Yeah, like uh, the removal of the bullets, it it leaves something to be desired as a like an actual medical thing. There is a show, a British comedy like puppet series that's uh it's got Victor Frankenstein, he invented the 
uh, immortality serum. And then he got a time machine just so they can do whatever they want. And a freaking character coming on the show is the Wolfman, who whenever he gets shot by a silver bullet will die, but when he rots and the bullet falls out, he comes back. And it's okay. to deal with the drama again. Which is what this reminds me of. That's really interesting. Yeah. What, I do like you don't that know content. the name of that show? I, not off the top of my head, I just read it on like TV Trump or something. Fair enough. Uh, Danensky transforms into a werewolf, kills the doctors, and escapes from the morgue. But then somebody catches him, right? And Sometime later, two students, Elvira and her friend Gen- Genevieve. Is this like the real Elvira? I don't know. Okay. I mean, it can be in your mind. Yeah, it is in my mind. <laughs> believe me. Go searching for the tomb of medieval murderess and possible vampiress, Countess Wandessa de Nadasti. All right. Yeah, whatever. So they're just out looking for a tomb. Yeah. They're not, they don't care about him at all no. at the moment. It's okay. like, it'd be cool if she was a vampire, but they're like, they don't know. Indiana Jones and get, they find a possible gravesite in the vicinity of Denensi's castle. And he invites the girls to stay for a few days. He just went back to his castle and nobody said anything. Oh, so, he, <laughs> well, maybe they hadn't heard that he got killed the That's first fair. time. I mean, he was killed he as killed a his, werewolf. You think so. like, they're like. They're, they're investigating the mystery of the wife's death. Like, he's absconded with himself. Like, <laughs> I've made it away. Then he gets tortured. Then he gets killed. <laughs> then he kills then he his wife again. Revi- yeah, <laughs> he gets revived again. Then he kills the people who revived him. And he's like, well, going back home. <laughs> Did you policemen ever uh, solve the mystery of my wife's murder? Uh, where have you been for the next six months? Or no, I, I... need someone to solve my <laughs> wife's murder. I was in. I was sick. When Daninsky leads them to the grave of the Countess Wendessa, Elvira accidentally revives her by bleeding onto the corpse. What? I'm assuming she, like, cut her hand or something. Wait, did you say he accidentally led them El- to? Uh, no, he le- he leads them there. He knows where it is, apparently. He's just down. For- He's like, well, I've murdered my wife. One of these women is Elvira. I know <laughs> what they want. I'll I mean, let them like- know what I want. <laughs> and then she just, you know, bleeds on the corpse. Accident. Okay, yeah. The vampire woman turns the girls into creatures of the night like herself, and they roam the forest at night, killing people in eerie slow motion. And he just I didn't know that was in this? I didn't know that was in the uh, description, but I find it hilarious that they phrase it that way. Eerie slow motion. The the thing is, like the way a vampire kills somebody, it's not that much more exciting in slow motion. Really, I just I'm picturing they're only they are in slow motion, and so people are just like confused. <laughs> He's like, what are you, what are you, what are you, oh, you're biting me, that's, oh, oh, that's bad, that, oh, oh, I, I'm being drunk, um, I don't, okay, I'm dying. Daninsky later turns into the Wolfman, is forced to battle and destroy the vampire woman at the end of the film, after which he is killed by Elvira, a woman who loves him, loves him enough to end his torment. (laughs) At least, I did not alter these at all, (laughs) it insistently just comes up that way. I it, I gotta say, at least he didn't have to fight another wolf person this time. <laughs> it's true. He just had to fight another vampire. Like, three get him somebody different to fight. Also, Avira is a vampire, so she's just a vampire now. Well, maybe we'll find out in the next movie, Brentley, but I think that's actually going to have to be next episode. <laughs> How many of these do you have? Uh, one, two. How many more do you have? Three, I mean, four, five, six, seven. I have seven more. Seven more total. Well, this is going to maybe... Yeah, we're at like 25 minutes, so we're going to have to cut this off. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this, don't forget to subscribe to us. Tell a friend if you enjoyed us. Uh, maybe they'll enjoy us too. And we will see you guys next time with another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch. Bye, guys. Bye.